0: Greetings, weary travelers. Come, warm yourself by the fire, and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, and of course, tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the unofficial Elder Scrolls Pages. I am your host this week, Lotus of Doom. Uh, Ark is unfortunately working, however, we have a special guest that kind of just managed to sink times unbelievably simply. It's nice when things... (laughs) actually work out um we have hack the minotaur with us this week how you doing hack hey good morning i'm doing good how are you i'm i'm good as well it's i really couldn't believe like when i floated the idea out to you (laughs) that it just kind of like worked that was funny (laughs) yeah because a lot of times super early in the morning does not sync with a lot of people (laughs) especially when they play a lot of games um, but no this is this is perfect and this isn't going to be a uh, super involved show I mean famous last words but uh, there, there's minute, minimal amounts of news but there is some stuff to cover and um, honestly just because you do a lot of solo and helping guides, it's kind of perfect timing to have you join us with one of our news things which we can actually kind of jump right into which is um well elder scrolls online is now on the epic game store um so there is a new demographic of people coming into the game that wasn't able to access it before it's also free for the time being um which is a pretty solid promo i mean, the game itself you can get for relatively cheap it's usually like they don't make their money off the initial sales they definitely make it on all stuff going forward um but yeah it's it's um it seems like it might actually have brought in quite a few people because either unrelated technical issue but there have been like logging queues and stuff so it's kind of an yeah yeah it's it's a little bit of a strange situation to be in um are it's you surprising? It, it, yeah, it kind of is because I, honestly, I know like two people who use Epic Game Store, but again, I that's super like anecdotal. Like, people guess.
1: use Epic Game Store. Like, okay, but I
0: guess. <laughs> knew, but
1: I've seen like a ton of traffic on my my channel and really? website. It's like uh, my website traffic almost doubled when the the Epic Game Store thing came out, which I was like, oh, okay.
0: oh my god, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah not, so
1: unexpected. Yeah,
0: it it seems like it meet, might be one of those like uh, you know silent workhorse platforms where people probably just enjoy yeah. this but you hear everybody talk about steam well maybe uh, it's the same problem with like the forums. If everybody based how they thought the Elder Scrolls online actually was based just on the forums. You'd think it was the worst game that had ever been created by mankind. And it's like, well, no, that's just a loud group of people. All the people enjoying the game are not currently like talking about how much they enjoy the game on the forums. So ironically enough, I think a lot of people might just be playing on the Epic game store and we just don't know about Mm -hmm. it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Um, so yeah, that's that's an interesting bit of news. Definitely pick it up if that's something that if you play over there and didn't know about this, you know, go ch- go check it out. I guess. Um, and then there is also the, I mean, it it's on brand, but really weird, uh, Elder Scrolls Online crossover with Fortnite, um, <laughs> with the the Nord hero, yes. with the gunomancy and the the axe. Uh, yeah. I, again i'm not a Fortnite player so i don't really have a lot of input on that um you have any deep insights to the <laughs> crossover there no
1: Ak? i mean i guess it's it has to go with the epic game store right yeah but, it, yeah it's kind of weird
0: yeah it's it's it yeah yeah it's it's very strange um I mean, cool. I mean, cool. Uh, yeah, no, ESO. to each their own. Right, exactly. It's like, when,
1: uh, like when I saw ESO uh, characters on a bag of Doritos in the grocery store that one time. Did oh, you ever yeah, see that? I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, because they had a Fallout 76 one, too.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, Bethesda PR is interesting, man. <laughs> That's a whole nother. I, they conversation
0: they sure are
1: yeah um you see stuff pop up in random places sometimes
0: yeah So sometimes the I, I mean sometimes they nail it and it's super on brand sometimes it's like wow that's so out of left field it's garnering attention because it's so out of left field how, yeah
1: How yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> which hey whatever i mean you know they each, each sort of works um but yeah so i there, there's definitely that. I'm not a Fortnite player, so I really don't have much to say about that, but um, we had talked about it on Elder Scrolls Lorecast as well, and I'm pretty sure just because he is basically one of the most diligent players people at documenting everything under the sun i think benefactor had mentioned that he was probably even going to just te- like check it out just so that he could mm. put it up on the imperial library um yeah. for documentation reasons. yeah yep. <laughs> exactly exactly why not right um other than that in the normal I don't know swing of things we have a uh, continuation of the PTS in week three have you been on the PTS uh, at all this time hack or have you kind of been letting it play out for the time being because you do a lot of builds and testing and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well so I have you had much time to mess with this PTS cycle or
1: yeah I I have been on there um, every week I've been checking it out I mean there are some interesting changes there. There like, uh, are. <laughs> we, we can jump into it if you want to.
2: Yeah,
0: I would love to because I'm kind of curious on... We, we're we lining something up to chat with Skinny Cheeks once, once it hits live right after. Um, so I'd kind of like to chat with you like mid-progress because I have not been on PTS. I've been kind of just following what has been going on. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm curious to. I'm curious on your opinions, like uh, from what what you've seen so far, and maybe the direction they're going.
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously, the big thing is the bug fixes. That was yes. the whole kind of direction and and point of the the update. So there was something like forty pages of patch notes. Um, it was just a lot, just a lot of fixes. Yep. Which is good. And then I haven't seen any like major bugs come up as a result of the fix, you know, sometimes we have random stuff come up like the block bug. I was about to say the infamous block bug
0: or the, remember the light attack one with Markarth. Yeah, that was a mess. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah, sometimes unintended consequences,
1: unintended consequences. Yeah. Nothing huge like that, that I've seen. So that's good. So they're making progress with the bugs and then combat wise couple things one well there were some class balance updates um and some good ones like sorcerer for example uh bound armaments right and the the magicomorph which is bound ages i think you can slot that on either skill bar and you'll get the bonus no matter what
0: i love when you don't have to double bar stuff
1: it's nice
0: it's real nice (laughs)
1: Yeah, so there's that, and then also the Nightblade has a couple of similar things. So Grim Focus has the same kind of deal where you can uh, have have it on either bar, and you get the the bonus like weapon and spell damage for yep. that. Um, which, and I don't know if they'll keep this. So I was kind of waiting. I wanted to do a video about it, but I'm kind of going to wait, maybe till next week. Is you can use this on a one bar build, on like a oak and soul build. Oh,
0: interesting! If you
1: take that skill and you put it on your your back bar that you're not using, right? Because oak and soul build, oh, you still get the buff.
0: Oh, that's amazing!
1: Yeah, so it's like an indirect buff to some oak and soul builds, especially sorcerer and nightblade, oh. and actually werewolf.
0: That's fascinating. I'm yeah. very curious when you, when, when you kind of like get into that, like, hopefully that'll stay. That's really creative, especially because, you know, um, some of the, I don't know, uh, ch- changes to the way the Oaken Sork and actually a lot of the Oaken Soul builds, uh, the heavy attack style of them has been kind of in flux yet again. Um, <clears throat> it was another
1: one. Yep. Yeah.
0: We'll get into that in a second. Cause that one I have thoughts on. Um, but yeah, it'd be kind of neat if there was some positive things coming along with it too. That'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, so that is definitely a positive. Uh, if they keep it, like I was playing around with the Sorcerer Werewolf build on the PTS, and basically if you do, uh, what is it, Bound Armaments, you get 8% more stamina and 8% more health. Okay. From having a Daedric Summoning ability active.
0: All right, all right. So yep. you get,
1: like, a ton of stats, extra stats on a sorcerer werewolf, but you do get the little floating daggers around you all the time. Yeah. So kind of obvious that you're you're using that. Yeah, that you're actually uh,
0: using it. I do like that, that animation, we'll though, I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, other than that, there was a few more class updates i don't remember what they were specifically surprisingly not a lot of changes for the arcanist class
0: no which i guess that is good because that's something i've long been a proponent of i was i and people are probably tired of hearing me constantly say please stop fiddling just for the sake of fiddling um Mm -hmm. it's one thing to keep something in line and the arcanist is very (laughs) strong still um but it seems like they're fine with that for the time being which is honestly good just let it be as it is for a little bit we've only had it for not even one season yet (laughs) so
1: yeah the class is great it feels great I'm glad they didn't do anything yeah
0: Yeah. so the other thing that we can kind of touch on is the uh, destruction staff changes uh, which I guess I don't know This isn't going to, I don't want this to sound super negative, but I don't know who was really asking for this to be changed. Um, Mm -hmm. So my my thing is they spent all of this time uh, trying to specifically buff up the idea that you could have a heavy attack style. And then... Um, when they had done the myriad of changes to the Oaken Soul and stuff like that, they they basically just kept buffing, kept buffing and kind of changing things so that we got this mm. Oaken he- oh, Oak Oak Soul heavy attack style of gameplay. It obviously shines the mm. highest on a sorcerer, but all of the classes can use this and like i've goofed around on with a bunch of them some of my friends do like oak and dk's like this style everybody's Mm -hmm. doing different stuff it's it a lot of people have found it incredibly fun uh there's a small contingent contingent of people for lack of what, whining about it but again then don't use it that's totally fine like i get it because it's a much simpler rotation with pretty good durability um, and mm-hmm. solid damage again, you will be outclassed by a more complicated two bar rotation. It's like right. not even close um but it's solid like it is a solid thing and it gives you a lot of durability like you're you're pretty safe if as long as you you know mm-hmm. uh, which is which is great. Uh, a lot of people who, we're unable to get into more endgame stuff. Have mentioned how much it's opened up the game to them. Uh, it's it's cranked up accessibility. It's a pretty slow actions per minute thing. So that people that yeah. have different reasons why they can't click nine million things at the same time like it. Um, I actually don't even consider it like I that's that's not my thing. Um, I I originally had been fine with the two bar thing i just think light attack weaving well not so much weaving i find animation canceling for the most part um really annoying but it's kind of required Mm -hmm. if you're going to do stuff like trifectas like you just don't get an option yeah this eliminates the need for that like the the animation canceling to a heavy attack into a skill is very very slow like it is not a huge Mm -hmm. thing um and i just find it a lot of fun because i don't i don't like practicing super complicated. I would rather just do the mechanics Mm -hmm. of the fight and stuff like that. So I've had fun with it and we actually have gone through and we've like gone through all the four-player trifectas as of late, just doing stuff, like doing it with this, just to show that you could. Even some of the most complicated ones, like the Corollary trifecta. We did it with like, two and a half minutes to spare so it's like you have enough damage but now it's not like just uh, a lot of people have just been like oh yeah it's just easy mode you just do everything with this it's like okay well that's a gross oversimplification (laughs) but it is
1: depends on the context right
0: correct um and you kind of need to build for it like just hodgepodge having random people in it is not good for group comp and if you're doing something very challenging that's not helpful like you'll, you'll get a lot of redundant buffs and stuff like that but for like a lot of people this has been very good to get them into other stuff which is great and people thought it was a little overpowered some people thought it was a little overpowered and it was like okay yeah you I, I guess and they did a they did the um empower nerf from 80% to 70% last patch and right. it, it dropped it back a little bit and Still, a lot of people like it. I, I mean, like, you can just see from Overworld and stuff like that how many people use it. So clearly, people are having fun with it. And it's getting another nerf because they're changing now the the passives to the Lightning Staff, which is going to kind of sort of keep its single target damage fine, but you're yeah. losing the AoE ticks, of the heavy tack along the way
1: right so kind of like an indirect nerf to one bar builds which are usually (laughs) right using lightning staff right as the main weapon exactly um so so basically you get so if you don't know how the how the weapon works basically you channel it you do that you hold down your mouse click or your trigger if you're on console it it gives you like, I think it's two ticks of channel damage, kind of like a restoration staff. I think so Yeah, I think it's two with the, the last final hit. Yeah, and then then the final hit, which is bigger. Um, and so previously with that, that uh, destruction staff passive, all of those damage ticks, the initial channel ticks and the final hit were uh, applied to surrounding targets, mm-hmm. right? That's what the passive did. So, and it was kind of funky, like it was single target damage actually, but it got like copied basically it was like copying the damage to nearby enemies so you got a huge you know it was and it was a hundred percent damage which is a lot a lot i mean (laughs) uh, actually two-hander has a similar passive but i don't is it a hundred percent at some point it wasn't really a hundred percent
0: i don't remember if it's hundred percent i haven't used a two-hander on anything specifically in a while but yeah you're the point is to, to your thing is it absolutely that is a that is a big tick and actually when i th- if i thought they were going to nerf anything i thought they might scale back the aoe damage of the uh, lightning staff ticks like i figured that would be there their there were several
1: options right? right there were multiple ways of approaching it so they've kind of cut it off like at the knees <laughs> in terms of the damage right because the um the copy damage is gone except for the final hit Right. Um, which to be fair, I mean the final hit is the biggest hit. It is. So you Absolutely. get the most damage of all the ticks from that one, and that is still copied. So there is splash damage, there is aoe yep. damage still uh on the PTS, but those extra ticks are not there. So yeah, and I was gonna ask you if you had tested out any, you know, DLC dungeons or anything with your group, because I know you do yeah, you know, the harder content and stuff.
0: So um, <sighs> What I'm th- now I t- to a couple uh, I-, I think good points that were brought up along the way was a lot of times y- things will die to cleave um, in the in the group just like you'll just take all that AOE damage and sometimes you won't even get to the last tick uh, when you're in an optimized group type of thing.
1: We're talking you, about like trash mobs, yeah, like like gar- like, like lesser
0: enemies, not bosses, but yeah, like trash groups of ads and stuff like that. They'll die off sometimes before you even get to that last tick, so it's like you're not even getting the final tick if they're dead. Um, so True, I yeah. I do understand that point. Like that's that's fine, uh, and I think that's actually something that people should keep in mind. However. Um, with our group, um, when we've run stuff with this setup as opposed to when we do stuff with our normal, like, I guess, traditional, quote-unquote, two-bar setups and stuff like that, um, I feel like watching—I was watching Nephes's, uh thing where he was just—he uh, was at the entrance to Hellraith Citadel, uh, just trying to blast stuff and see yeah, how I it Yeah, I actually
1: worked. saw that yesterday, and, too. Yeah.
0: I was watching that, and that was kind of how I was wondering if it would play out, because a lot of times our tank will just squish everything together as fast as possible. This is specific for, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Black Rose Prison or Coral Area. You have all these, like, giant poles of just things you're trying to squish together and just delete them off as fast as you can Mm -hmm. so that you can press on because you're trying to stay under a pretty strict time limit for some of these things. Um, Right. Having that much cleave pulled back, do I think it will be detrimental to the point of being useless? No, not specifically, but it feels like it's kind of an unnecessary pullback, in my opinion. Like I don't really yeah. understand why they're doing this, other than, and and this is where I mean I don't want this to intend like sound exceptionally mean but it strikes me as they literally made this setup that people now enjoy and can clear stuff with but they just have to change it for the sake of just change like this doesn't seem like Mm. a change with a lot of intentional direction so much as a change for the sake of making a change which is weird like,
1: right, yeah, you could. <laughs> I think you could definitely make that argument because it's sort of part of a larger set of changes for weapon passives. Right, right. We didn't talk about like. Uh, they basically did uh, an overhaul of all the weapons right. passives. Bow, dual wields. Uh, and some good changes, like for Bo, like Bo actually yes, I've heard Bos actually improve performing well, uh, but you definitely get that sense like they're looking at everything and oh, here's destruction staff. this looks too powerful. Let's pull it back. This is also one of those changes I could definitely see them going back on next patch,
0: yes, because uh, it
1: feels like they wouldn't have enough data to really analyze if this was good for the game or not
0: right um And a lot of people—now, again, a a lot of times it does become a bit more doom and gloom where people are like, oh, well, this build is dead. And people definitely jump on the this build is dead train very quickly when anything is even remotely changed. But like I said, I do not think this build is necessarily, like, dead, but it's definitely being, you know, it nerfed again. I don't understand the point of buffing things to the point that people will use them just to then— nerf them back down to the point that people don't want to use it it feels like this almost like change just to keep people constantly in change which they kind of stopped after the infamous update 35 which i was very pleased that they stopped because it literally burnt me out i couldn't take it anymore i was like no i'm just doing story stuff now i can't do any more challenge stuff i am over this like there's too many changes i'm exhausted like so they've kind of the changes have been little tweaks, which is fine because, you know, that's whatever. But this, again, seems like I'm surprised they're just taking away the splash damage mm-hmm. specifically as opposed to, again, my, my original thought when I was like, look, if they're going to nerf this, it seems like the tri-focus passive where it's like, okay, well, it does 100% of damage to surrounding enemies. What if it did, like, 70 or 60? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, that. Yeah, yeah. then it still functions the same, but... It's not as over the top as as 100%, I guess, which I still don't think is a problem, personally. <laughs> but and I um, think
1: that's what they might go back to. Um, yeah. They might put it back up at, like, 50% next patch. Because don't you think, like, if you were a raid lead, for example, and you were getting people into your raid, wouldn't you be less inclined to choose a heavy attack sork in the next patch now because Fire. they can't clear... Content is quickly
0: funny enough. You say that um we, I basically we we did a uh, vmall No Death. Uh, I don't know whenever we did it sometime over the spring. Uh, I got a team together just because it's a weird achievement that nobody really cares about because it's not part of a trifecta. It doesn't give you a title. You can get Dramoth or Destroyer from the Marvel kaj without it. Um, so nobody really does it. But I was like, well, I really want to get this. And if we're gonna do TikTok Tormentor, which is the I was a fabrication trifecta. I was like, we're doing this as a warm-up. Think of it as a team-building exercise, everybody. So like, <laughs> if, you, if you're not willing to do this, then maybe this isn't the team for you because I want patience on my team. Mm. And I was like, but we don't have to worry about time. Just be alive and we get this achievement. And I let mm. people bring whatever they wanted. As long as we had a couple staples covered, it was like, this does not need to be hyper-optimized. It's yeah. fine. And people brought in heavy attack things and all sorts of stuff. And we had a ball with it. And it was fun and we got it, whatever. Mm. We then switched over and we started working on TikTok Tormentor, which we've gotten within a couple deaths of. Um mm. and people were like, Why well, don't like let's see if we can opt so we built the team around the Oak Soul style of heavy attacking. And okay. we to your point of like, how how does it work? We have um we have a buff player like a buff dps where he's uh, zen ec necromancer so he's mm-hmm. using both his bars uh be, which is fine like he specifically is like oh, no I'll, I'll do the buffs then we have the supports specifically designed around what does the open soul not provide and then the rest of the people mm-hmm. um they're all on oaken soul something it's not required that they're the best in slot they don't have to be sorcerers we have dks we have a warden we have uh some sorcerers and stuff like that um and we like i said we we've been within three deaths of tiktok tormentor that's as close as we got uh so far we're still like progressing um but we generally for time are around i 10 to 11 minutes under the speed run for the trial. Wow. So we are my, like, we, we're we not even using speed strats anymore. We're, like, just, like, yeah. go as slow as possible. Now, granted, when we do the portal thing to go upstairs, me and only one other person goes up, and then we just call mm-hmm. two people up to just flip the switch with us. But, like, you have more than enough damage for all of this stuff. Yeah, because of all of these changes because like you know again that both tanks are piling all of the stuff into a big old heap so that we can blow stuff up because of this new change we're actually changing what we're doing if we don't get it before okay. we have a pre yeah. thing and now we have a a, a switch group where we're actually just going back to normal two bar setups. We're using some arcanists. Yeah. Um, we split the person who was doing the EC Zen crow. Now it's like, okay, well now one of the DKs is going to do Zen and now we'll have a necromancer with uh, EC like just because time is not our concern. It's just the longer that stuff is in a pile, the more likely it is to go wrong. Mm -hmm. And we're losing a lot of... Now, the cleave is getting dropped down because of this. We're like, maybe let's just do that. Like, people lost interest in it. Like, whether it's warranted or not, I'm not here to, like, discuss that yet because it's not live. But on the team, a lot of people were like, nah, maybe I'll just go back to this. Or maybe I'll use Arcanist or whatever. So it's kind of like it already seems like it's killing more of the interest, which... They had mentioned how long they spent trying to get people to actually notice that this was a build to then just, okay, it's gone now. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. It's weird to me. It's a weird direction, I feel. Um, Well,
1: it's definitely like the classic uh, Zoss sledgehammer approach. Yeah. To balance where they could have just... Reduce the passive, like you said, make it 75% damage. Sure. Or
0: Do what you did with Empower. 50%. Bump it down 10% or more if yeah. you think it's really little, over the top. A little,
1: which... little bit at a time because my point is there's no way they could have tested like all the trials and all the different Correct. configurations to see how much this truly affects like group composition like you're talking about. And so we're going to see that data this patch and they're going to see, oh, okay, nobody's running... Oaken soul builds and trials anymore. Oops, let's increase the damage back to 50%. Like
0: right. And and do I think we would go from ten minutes under time to with this change, oh suddenly we can't make time? No, that's not that's not the case. But it becomes a but it's also player
1: perceptions and it it is people getting discouraged with their builds. Oh my build is worthless now.
0: Right. And also the problem sort of becomes like to your perception comment there, like, well, okay, is the benefit of being more durable with this build now being offset by the fact that, well, the damage is being taken back yet again? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, it is, the, one thing to also note, um, it is getting buffs to, what is it, channeling an AoE, I believe, on the final hit? Is that what it is?
1: True, yeah, so, a, a small buff.
0: Yeah, so, so that is, that is, still good it's not just totally like smashed but like and it's why i'm just saying it it just seems weird that it's being changed yet again when it it seemed like because it wasn't top tier so it wasn't just like overperforming everything else but a lot of people were using it why just because a lot of people are using it is it being modified like it, it's clearly not out of balance mm. if if it's not the best it's not the worst it's somewhere in between that a lot of people enjoy why change it then it's not overperforming it's not underperforming yeah what, just leave it alone like what, what do you, why why does it need to be changed i guess um which is kind mm. of more my problem other than oh they're nerfing it it's dead it's more why are you changing it at all? Like, the people who use it like it. The people who don't use it weren't going to group with you anyways. <laughs> and so it it seems just more work than needed, um, unless there's some secret behind-the-scenes thing we don't know about. Um, but to, to that point, this is supposed to be a quality-of-life patch, why are we doing so many balance changes to combat again? Like the the they did a lot of quality like quality of life and bug fixing. Why are you mm-hmm. changing combat at the same time? That wasn't actually what was said originally when they were talking about the Q3 thing. So it, yeah. it seems weird that this has kind of been like, here's your quality of life stuff. Oh, that's great here's your bug fixing because like it was 31 pages of bug fixes or something wild like that Mm -hmm. which is awesome and then it feels like there's this one extra like piece of paper on the document they're like oh and also here's some combat changes again it's just like what can can we just not with the combat changes unless something's totally broken then i get it like okay this is out of whack but it's just nothing they're changing seemed like it was that out of whack to me unless i'm off base
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, like I said, the classes did get some nice quality of life stuff. That was good to see yep. initially, like in those patch notes. For like sure. The of skills and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, the weapon balance stuff is a little. It's a little meh for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's just it. I don't want this to sound super doom and gloom, and if you're one of the many, many people who like this build, if you're doing questing or you're doing overworld or you're doing dungeons or trials or whatever and you're not going for, like, trifectas or whatever, you might not have a huge difference hit your thing. And it's still, I think, functional for everything, including challenge-based stuff but you will mm-hmm. probably need to change your strategy to some of them, I would assume. Um, so yes. don't assume this is just like, a, oh, your build's dead type of thing. You're, you'll you'll probably still be totally fine for the most part. This is kind of like a specific setting. It's just, I don't know. It, it seems yeah. weird that it's there at all when it kind of just doesn't need to be, I guess. Um, that That's really, yeah. that's kind of just my take on PTS so far. We, we'll see, we've got, Two more weeks. This is week three, which is usually where the biggest changes happen. But sometimes we've been surprised with week five. There was, I don't know, whatever the Dragon Knight was and was right before High Isle. They're like, surprise, here's a huge Dragon Knight change. And everybody was like, oh, oh yeah. my God. Like, where was this the first yeah, we four could weeks?
1: Still see, I mean, potentially you could still see something like that tomorrow. Right. Uh, on Monday. They've,
0: yes, exactly. have you know, been
1: dropping changes kind of late in patches sometimes. Yep. So we'll see. And that's why I've kind of been holding off on doing videos and stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, we'll see. And then, like I said, even if they do nerf it, uh, more than likely, I think they'll adjust it in further patches.
0: Yes, I, I do too. So, again, don't necessarily give up on, on something or you think now you can't play. You'll be all right. Like, that, that will be fine. But it's just like, yeah, it's just something to be aware of. And I, I don't know. I've really enjoyed the fact that they have not been what i feel to be mm. fiddling for the sake of fiddling for the last couple of patches and it has been super refreshing and i've loved mm-hmm. it so maybe i'm just like overly sensitive to the fact that it's right it feels yeah. like they're starting to do it again I'm like no 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 no, no, no. leave, leave it alone like, are flashing <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly exactly
1: The arms are going off
0: yeah. um but, yeah, so that's that's kind of the PTS stuff. Um, you know, more will be seen in the future. Um, as for in-game at the moment, the other two little tidbits of news we have, the Zeal of Zenithar event is currently going on. Um, it'll pop right up as soon as you log into the game. Uh, fast travel being hyper-cheap is great. Um, that is nice. Like yeah, that. they've changed a few things. The biggest thing that i tell people for this event for the most part um is if you're looking to make any large purchases in game with gold like housing or stuff like that um you do get 10% off from in game vendors so utilize that i foolishly just bought the guild hall that we were working on before this event and i could have saved myself like 400 grand by wow doing that but i did not and i was very foolish <laughs> so um if you are making any purchases in game for gold definitely take advantage of that um because now you you know you'll be able to save yourself a pretty penny and yeah. During all of this, there's an ESO Plus free trial going on until August 3rd. So long had I mentioned prior to um, having ESO Plus, um, because I generally just won't pay for it. The thing that I always suggest if you play without ESO Plus is save your surveys. Now would be the time to do them, because if you have a whole backlog of surveys or you're concerned about inventory. Yeah. Do these surveys, refine all your materials, it will go into the craft bag. When the free ESO Plus event ends, it does not come out of your craft bag. It will stay in there, saving you so much space. So, definitely recommend doing that for now. Um, Take advantage of it, You you got till August 3rd, so you got some time too. Uh, for the ESO Plus event, so
1: yeah, and I don't think a lot of players know about that. Like you no, can, like it stays in the bag even it, after your ESO Plus ends,
0: right? Which is one of the big things when people ask me, "How do I play so much and I don't have ESO Plus?" A lot of the time, like at the moment, I have ESO Plus. Well, obviously because of the event, but um, I, I, I was gifted an ESO Plus thing because somebody couldn't take it anymore watching me stream without ESO Plus, <laughs> um, so. Um, but that was, that's one of the tricks I always tell people is make sure to utilize these free events. It's, uh, go into any DLC you might not have. You'll have access to yeah, everything arm, except arm the new chapters.
1: We need a specific set. Like, exactly. It's it, get it done.
0: Yeah, make the most of this. It's really great when they do these ESO Plus events. Uh, if you want to do housing changes, uh, now is the time to do them. You get double slots in your in your house. Yeah. So if you were over capacity before, now move your stuff around because you'll have the option to. So. Um, Definitely take advantage of it. I actually, these are one of my favorite things when they do the ESO plus events.
1: Um, yeah. How often do they do this? Cause it seems like not, it, not I feel like
0: maybe twice a year. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, who would be the ultimate person to talk to benevolent Bodhi. Mm-hmm. He, he's always got the ultimate calendar man, version of everything. He predicts yeah. what's happening like a week before it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's about twice a year they do this, so that's why when I do this, like um, I'm still in the habit of it. Where I think when I was looking, I have 240 something surveys, so I need to like wow. go yeah. through all of that. <laughs> um, it's a lot of surveys. It it is. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, that's uh that's kind of the news section. What I'm going to do is this will be our little point where we can just uh, factor in a quick break, and then uh, we're going to just jump in and let everybody know kind of your connection to Elder Scrolls since uh, this is the first time you've joined us on the show. And, um, yeah, that we'll just go from there and close up shop. So give me one second, everybody, uh, while I pull up the Patreons. I think there's a couple new ones, which there are. So um, right before we go to a quick break, <clears throat> we have a couple shout outs for our newest uh, Patreon subscribers to the unofficial Elder scrolls pages. Uh we have Clanar, Kateless. Oh wait, is that Kateless or Kate is great. Uh, yes. Kate is great. Not Kateless. That's not an L. I still can't read these names. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And Bandaris, thank you so much for um, joining the Patreon. As well as we did get a few more uh, five-star reviews on uh, both Apple and um, Spotify when I looked. Again, no words, so I don't know who you are, but thank you for taking the time to review us. It's greatly appreciated. It helps just other people find out we exist. Um, And don't forget that on August 1st, so there is still time to get your, I don't know, vote in or whatever your entry in, I guess I should say. On my Twitter, it is a pinned tweet, or you can email the show from the website, TalesOfTamriel.com. What your favorite game in the Elder Scrolls series is, we are giving away a $100 Bethesda Store gift card for us reaching a million uh, audio listens on both this show as well as the other show i'm part of um elder scrolls Lorecast, over at Ro- uh also at robots radio so just feel free to enter nothing is required from you other than just, just sending us a message with your favorite elder scrolls game and we will be picking it on august 1st uh, i'll announce it on both shows as well as like on twitter so one way or another i will get in contact with you if you want so no never never fear um But yeah, so we're going to do, I'll just do a quick marker thing for Arc, and we will be right back. We are back. Um, So, Hack, since this is the first time you are joining us, What's your elevator pitch? How how did you come to, I guess, not just ESO, but like Elder Scrolls in general? Everybody kind of enters the series in a very different way. So you're mm, a yeah. pretty big part of this community type of thing, whether it's, I don't know. A lot of my friends get started using your solo build videos. Like just, oh, nice. I know from anecdotal stuff of my group, when I, have somebody first join us and they look at what we're doing they're like okay how the hell do I get started in this game there's so much Yeah, yours seems like a good jumping on point so what um I guess kind of like just go from that like what it what it what brought you here what what is your preferred style of play so to speak um mm-hmm.
1: yeah um well I started playing at console release on uh, Xbox so what was that 20 20- <sighs>
0: Fourteen, yeah
1: 2014 or 2015 yeah Yeah. around that time yeah so and i had played um skyrim and oblivion a little bit before then Uh, but i had always like really enjoyed mmos i actually played them for a long time like uh probably dating myself a little bit but everquest was one that i probably like my first mmo okay and that's a while ago. That's a but,
0: while yeah. ago. yeah, I played um I never played EverQuest, but I did play the um diablo like spin-off for PlayStation Champions of Norath. Oh, wow, um, I used to play those existing. in my yeah, they, they're basically just Diablo clones. We used to play those in um in our dorm in college,
1: yeah, yeah. So there was everQuest. there was EverQuest too. I mean, that it was a huge game before. Wow. and then wow kind of took over everything. yep. Um, from that point but just you know and those were hardcore MMOs back in the day like you would um, when you died you'd lose all your gear (laughs) there at that spot you would lose like a full level of experience so whatever level you were you died you would like drop down a level okay that's brutal like a full day day of grinding to get one level
0: yikes
1: yeah, so that was kind of my my introduction to MMOs.
0: Okay, so a little um, more of so, the hardcore side of things. <laughs> yeah, so that's
1: probably why I took a break for a while and went to single-player games like Skyrim. Um, but yeah, I was just watching, I think, YouTube and stuff, just kind of looking for, for new games, and I would see Elder Scrolls Online videos. I would see, like, uh, Fang Rush PvP. Yep stuff right he was doing a lot of youtube content back in the day deltia yeah was doing a lot of content even uh gilliam you know
0: yeah wasn't a developer at the right
1: time, but he had a YouTube when he was channel allowed to make
0: content not actually like for the game
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he was doing like guides and stuff for the game um so i would watch those and yeah it just looked super interesting so i picked it up started playing it and interesting enough i did not like
0: it at first i feel like that's it's weird to think but i feel like that was pretty common i was super lukewarm on it when i first played it as well um i i got in at the beta i wasn't part of it but like my friend had it and i was like wow this is really pretty buggy and this is weird and the game was so
1: different it really was it was very
0: heavy mmo at the start
1: yeah, it's hard to compare what ESO was back then to today because it's so different.
0: Yes, and that's why uh, so not, many games... Not new
1: beginner, uh, not new player friendly at all.
0: No, and, and so many games... It, it, I mean, you probably have the same experience as a lot of people who come It's like the amount of times people are like, oh, is this game good now? Or, oh, you know, is that game still mm-hmm. around type of thing? After nine years, well, yes. I mean, if it's, people are still playing it, that means it's still around after nine years. But it's like mm-hmm. that initial launch has lingered with them, even though the game has like grown exponentially and all of that stuff. Yeah, some of it—it it has been an uphill battle to shrug off some of their initial problems, and honestly, not even problems, but just design choices.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The
0: PvP being the focus to end game at the launch. Really weird for a series known for being, well, almost entirely single player based. Single player.
1: Right? Yeah. Oh man, that's a whole show right there. Yeah. Those, those early game <laughs> decisions. Right. Um, yeah. So I I was not really enjoying the game until I hit max level, um, and then there was like veteran ranks, so that wasn't fun. And then no. they eventually introduced champion points um so yeah once i hit max level started doing cp and then figured out how i could actually make different builds Mm -hmm. on a character that's when i finally started to like click for me because i could have fun theory crafting something else yeah as i and that's basically all i was doing once i hit max level is i was theory craft a build try it a couple times and say okay bored with this let me do a different build and then, you know, eventually get a bunch of alts, you know, every class, every combination possible. Um, and then that kind of led into content creation where I thought, okay, well, I can kind of share this and maybe get some feedback on it um, from other players. And then right. it kind of spiraled from there, I guess, into my my YouTube channel and, and website.
0: Yeah, which is uh, like I said, like uh, it seems to be very good for onboarding um, because your builds aren't overly complicated. Like a lot of times, they're they're easy to get used to and adapt to your your own style of play because we all play like a little differently, even if we mm-hmm. model ourselves after a, a similar setup. We're not all exactly the same, and it's like I feel like yours are pretty adaptable. I know a lot of people will start with something like yours, get into the game, and be like, oh, yeah, I changed this, and it works for me type of thing, and they get used to it like that before they're like, okay, well, now I'm comfortable playing. Uh, How do I optimize as part of the team, and then we'll go run something crazy complicated or whatever so it's like i like i said it's it's one of the things with yeah. all of the new players coming in i feel it's it's good because for the most part you i find your builds and and your videos are great at onboarding people into the game without it being like dear god there's a million choices what the hell do i do yeah
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> good i mean i think that's kind of what the goal of the channel is is definitely focused on those newer players, getting them to kind of speak the language of ESO, because yep. that first, that initial hurdle of not knowing anything yeah. into feeling, like, comfortable, like, just comfortable. Like, okay, now I kind of understand how to play. That's probably the biggest one.
0: Right, right, just, and I agree.
1: Yeah. All um, just covering all the basics there.
0: So you had mentioned Skyrim. Is that where you jumped on the series, or have you played... Um, like more outside that, like, what was your first Elder Scrolls game? I guess
1: I think it was. I think I played oblivion a little bit. Yep. Before Skyrim. Yeah. Okay. So really just those two,
0: those two. And then, and then you jumped on this more from the yeah. MMO aspect yeah. side. So it. I didn't,
1: like. didn't play a lot
0: um, yeah.
1: of titles, but I knew that I liked the, the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the setting and stuff.
0: Um, now, the other thing that I, I have found interesting, because you're kind of like one of the big proponents of it, I feel, is um, one of the things that a lot of people, especially listeners of the Elder Scrolls lore cast, tell us all the time, is they jump into the game because they kind of just, they like the Elder Scrolls series uh, more than just... Mm-hmm. Specifically, MMOs, myself included for that matter. Like, right. it Turns out I don't really like MMOs. I've tried a couple other ones and I'm <laughs> like, this isn't really for me. ESO is like a weird anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing that you, you provide a lot for is the way to solo the game. Like, you, you, you know, solo friendly build, yeah. solo friendly stuff. So, do you do a lot of like group based stuff or is like your main, or your preferred style of play to do solo stuff as well which again this game gets a lot of praise for the fact that it's like Mm -hmm. it it became very solo friendly because it turns out weird a lot of people coming over from a single player game also want to be able to do stuff solo
1: (laughs) yeah well well eso fills that that gap in a way which is weird and i don't know if it was intended to but when did Skyrim come out? 2011? Yeah. 11, 11, 11. And when is Elder Scrolls 6 going to come out? Like we're getting, 2030?
0: We're, we're getting closer to my joke thing that people were very mad originally. And every year that goes by, people get sadder and sadder when I said, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun in 2035 when we get the Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> 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 and people have been like, I don't, that's, that's not funny. And then every year that goes by, people are like, why, why is it another year and we're not anywhere closer? Right. <laughs>
1: so there's like this gap in content and like ESO is the most current Elder Scrolls game. Yep. And it's also the game with like the most content and the most. Yeah. Explorable space. And it's like. Yeah. That's an MMO, but it's still an Elder Scrolls game. So it, it has this weird job. Of kind of. It really filling, does. Bridging that gap and, and, you know, people who just like the solo exploration and the stories and the questing it has to fill that. For them too, and I think they've done a good job. You know, Elder Scrolls Online has done a good job over the years of trying to reach that audience because it's huge. Yes, it's a massive audience.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh, it yeah. is definitely one of the biggest series just overall. I believe that the uh, whatever the Starfield Direct thing was or the Microsoft thing, uh, Todd Howard mentioned that they, like st- they cleared the sixty million barrier with the amount of copies of Skyrim mm-hmm. Rel- that's been sold. That's just yeah. <sighs> Right. And where <laughs> like, do you go? What even is room? that?
1: Yeah. So, so you know, being able to solo in The Elder Scrolls Online is a big part of that. Yep. Um, experience for those players. So, um, and it wasn't always as easy to do in ESO. So, I kind of part of you know years ago when the channel was picking up was kind of making videos around that, like how do you solo to to access these different stories because. Right. Um, Some of them are in dungeons and some of them are, you know, in harder areas that people would get frustrated. They can't access this content. Right, right. You know, they're just a solo player. And for me, I like both. I like playing solo and in groups. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for me, playing solo is just a time issue. Like I only have 30 minutes to hop on, but I still want to experience something. So let me have a good solo build that can solo pretty much anything I want to.
0: Right. Totally makes sense. Because like again, yeah. it's part, sometimes, you know, running a trial, you spend just as much time grouping for the trial as you do running the trial.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's been interesting. I think I'm not sure if the developers had that concept in in mind, but you've seen it more in like marketing where they say, you know, play play in a group or play completely solo. Like that's right. part of the marketing now for Elder Scrolls Online if you look closely at it yeah So they're, they're kind of understanding and picking that up that's one of the reasons why companions were added to the game yep what two years ago sure was to to help the solo game experience too. yep
0: um no ab- absolutely um what do you call it as uh, as of late i was going to say other than pts have you been up to anything have you gotten a chance to go through the necrom story or anything like that um
1: yeah, yeah, I, I did play the Necrom story. Actually, I want to play it again. Nice.
0: Um, I'm I'm guessing that means video. you liked it then, because I have not finished on. it. I'm like mid process through it. I keep getting distracted by all like the weird offshoot achievement things. Like you I'm know.
1: surprised, knowing how how much of a Hermes Mora fan you are, that you've not finished the main story. <laughs> I know it's what it's is funny. Going on
0: I, I think the problem is like. I keep getting distracted by literally everything around there that I, I like last night, the goal, like I, I had some time and I was like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do some story stuff. And then I spent an hour and a half fishing and staring around an Apocrypha, <laughs> And I was like, I just wasted so much time. What am I even doing? You're,
1: you're an achievement guy. I,
0: that's, I, that's I, I am. And it's, it's funny. Cause I was just like, I get so distracted, but it's like, I've kind of like, done a lot of the side quest stuff and things like that mm-hmm. and I like I started the st- like the main quest line and I just like haven't actually finished it I keep like bumping into something else or one of the things that I mentioned I really like is the bastion mimics I think they're really mm-hmm, yeah. a cool design uh, there's one thing you know they always change things a little bit since they've been modifying the the incursion style things I love the way Bastion Nimics are, and they encourage you to be in a group type of thing. They are soloable, solo-able but they're actually like pretty tedious to do solo. It's just, yeah. yeah I've, I've done it with each amount of players one, two, three, and four, and I don't recommend one. Anything above that is fine. <laughs> um, but past that, like, I just, I really enjoy them. So like, I'll see somebody be like, oh, looking for a Nimic group. And I'll be in the middle of something. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just do a quick Nimic. And then I'm like, damn <laughs> it. I spent all my time joining like random groups instead of what I was trying to do. Um, so like that's, yeah. I, I've been kind of all over the place with it because yeah this is does, up there. It starts there.
1: a little slow. It's a little bit of a slow burn. Yep. Um, the, the main story. That but happened with thing.
0: Blackwood too. Um, yeah, I ended up liking Blackwood, but it took a while to get there.
1: Uh, um, yeah. Once you get past the first couple of like, you know, these are all the characters and these are all the locations mm-hmm. and let's run around and find everything. And once it really like starts to focus yep. on, you know, the, the secret or right. the mystery, which yeah. I will not spoil for you, Sure, it gets pretty good. Um,
0: yeah, so it's like, no, it's, that's why. It's like, I'm I'm glad to hear that. It seems like a lot of people actually have been enjoying it. I really liked The Companions. I thought, I think Sharp as Night is probably my new second one with his story. It's kind of screwed mm-hmm. up, but it's a good story. Um, Xander's fine. He, he's a little too quirky for me personally, but like, I think Sharp as Night is really cool. Um, yeah. Don't know if he replaces Ember as my favorite uh, companion type of thing, but I definitely think he might have the best companion story type of deal. And also, big fan of the fact that it makes fishing easier uh, when you have Xander's yeah. skill. Uh, it's a neat little twist that you basically have a makeshift friend fishing with you all the time. Yeah, that's um, cool.
1: The voice but, acting is, is oh, so good. incredible for me. So this, good. This chapter. Um, like uh male in the mouthless. Have you gotten to his part yet? Yes. Story? Yep. Love that uh, yes. voice actor. And obviously Wes as uh, Hermes Mora. It's Yeah.
0: I was going to say, job. I, I had, uh, I always preface like, I mean, no disrespect to um, any of the other voice actors, but like, there is no replacing Wes johnson as hermeus mora uh, <laughs> so like yeah, the, fact that, yeah. so the fact that
1: yeah so the fact that he's back like the way i can't even describe how he how he voices it like these it's almost like multiple characters at once he plays like <sighs> it's so weird the inflection weird. of his voice changes because he's a daedric prince and he has like these multiple facets right and yeah he, he when, does it all through voice which when is crazy when
0: he guested uh on the elder scrolls lorecast with us and he was going through the different um ways of doing voices and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i definitely recommend anybody listening to this if you haven't heard that episode definitely check out uh west johnson on the elder scrolls lorecast when he joined us because he also did our bumpers for that show because he's awesome (laughs) just was like no i totally got you and he was talking about like rolling imaginary things around in his mouth to get the sound effect out and i'm like this is oh, like wow. such a level of detail to your craft that i cannot comprehend <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, but, but the story
1: is, is good it's yeah
0: really good. and i i personally love the zone um it's Without oh, yeah. finishing the well, story, this is about Apocrypha, right? Apocrypha about? and Necrom. Actually. I really love above ground on Necrom because Morrowind's probably my, like my favorite zone as well. Oh, gotcha. so, yeah, so like
1: similar vibe.
0: Yeah. So like kind of the joke we started the year off where it was like, Oh cool. It's the year of me because they're just giving me everything I want. Kind of yeah. has been like on brand <laughs> continuing. Um, So, so like, yeah, I've just been, I'm really enjoying this and, um, it's unless a
1: lot of, of content it, I mean, it really, is when you think about it, like there's the two full there. zones i mean they're full zones
0: yeah. there's two of them. both of them feel very big um yeah and we don't have all the details obviously on Q4 yet because we're still waiting on Q3 type of thing but like unless somehow they go off the rails for the last quarter i th- this this year is definitely most likely at least if it maintains what it's at probably going to steal my victory for like my favorite year in ESO, which is wow. kind of weird to think about when it's like year nine of a, of a thing. What, that it's what, was, that
1: your, um, what was your, um, prior to previous... was
0: Somerset's year. Um,
1: okay. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. Uh, uh Rothgar is an incredible chapter as well, but there wasn't really a, as much in the Rothgar year that I was mm-hmm. crazy about besides Rothgar. I felt, um, elsewhere was really good. Um, But, yes, Somerset, I feel like the way it concluded that, like, Daedric Triad Mm storyline and, like, all that—that's when we got jewelry crafting and stuff like that. That just felt so good. Um, Yeah. And I think that was probably, nostalgia-wise, my favorite one. Actually— weird as it is i didn't even think of this but like for anybody on the video one this is the bethesda game day shirt from the year that somerset came out from back (laughs) east i just realized i'm like oh yeah it's 2018 this is the year that they were promoing somerset um but yeah so i yeah I, i i think this one has the potential to take the crown for me personally
1: yeah, it's it's crazy how much they were able to put into it, especially considering the new class. That's that's a huge addition.
0: Yes, which was a big surprise to me personally. Um, and surprised it surprised me, too. Yeah, because because there's a bunch
1: of different ideas for this chapter.
0: Right. Yeah, it, it seems like at least a lot of what was like there's more stuff to unlock in game. There's been a lot of addressing some, you know, obviously it's not perfect, but they've addressed a lot of concerns that I feel the community has had for mm-hmm. quite some time. Um, yeah,
1: you can you definitely get the sense that they are listening to feedback, um, you know, and I think they did see like a drop in players towards the end of last year yeah high isle and Update 35 was yeah is a very
0: Tribute, big mixed stuff, bag
1: where it kind of felt like they they just had their own vision in mind and it didn't really match with what the players right wanted necessarily so yep. i feel like they but then again like they were still they were working on the class right pretty hard at the same time they were doing the high high isle chapter
0: yeah exactly wheeler had mentioned my, uh,
1: um like, what
0: two years Jesus they had been in in work on yeah. Yeah, class just about because I, I I guess uh, you know uh, before we close up one of the things is we were both at the GDC thing that was actually where we got to meet in person for the first time in San Francisco yeah. yeah in San Francisco um and that was just it Brian Wheeler had mentioned that it's like yeah this thing had been in in the works for several years and it's like oh so you knew prior to this like th- this was on the way so.
1: Yeah, and is that why we got Tales of Tribute the, the previous year? Because right, they were they were doing the class at the same time. The same, was know, it so too much to something?
0: split their attention? Like which? Yeah, I, I've been playing Tales again because they added a couple of achievements for collecting stuff. The drop rate, by the way, pff, terrible. Uh, they, I know it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a long term thing, but they got they got to adjust that the drop rate of that. That's ridiculously yeah, low. It's yeah. it's ridiculously low to get those. Uh, ten collectible pieces for both the memento and clean as a house guest i apparently have better rng than most because i have five of the scraps for clean and one of the pieces for the other one and i know people who have played like hundreds of games and they they literally have like one piece and i'm just like woof that is way too low yeah yeah um but um yeah so that i think kind of covers it we uh we're aiming to keep it about an hour, so just for the sake of it, I think we will kind of try to hold with that. Um, so if people want to find you, Hack, where would they do so now that they love you from you joining us on the show? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, so the website, Um, I do cover like news and updates there. I have some, some interesting stuff coming up uh, this month for August and then also the YouTube channel. Um for like builds and, and guides, yeah. and
0: stuff. i definitely recommend checking it out especially if you are a newer player it can help kind of get your feet in the pool of eso so to speak so that you don't just get like completely overwhelmed by everything because um i definitely get it and it's why i tend not to i try to direct people somewhere else when they ask me like oh well what would you do to start And i'm like I am so far removed from that. I don't think I would have good advice. A lot of times I'm like, I am going to like word dump on you and you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to uninstall the game. Uh, So (laughs) I'm not going to do that.
1: (laughs) You're going to run away screaming.
0: Yeah, it's like, so I'm always like, yeah, no, go check this out or check this out. And um, I definitely recommend um, personally because I know so many of my friends who have used it. uh, Hack has some great stuff to get yourself started. So, um, you know, hopefully we've got some some of you joining from the epic side of things now that that's a whole new avenue that's opened up. And yeah, uh, yeah this would be a great place to start. Um, as, for, as for the show itself, I mean, I'm just Lotus of Doom everywhere. Super easy to take care of. Um, we will have another episode for you uh, next time hopefully in a week. Uh, I just really wanted to kind of cover some of the news and stuff like that, even though we were a little short on time this week. Thank you, Hack, for joining. Uh, This is actually like perfectly synced up with all of this. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: No, it's my pleasure. Um, It it, it just kind of struck me that it was like, oh, I haven't, I've been trying to realize like some of the people, we've been doing this so long and trying to keep everything organized. I've been trying to realize like, oh, there's some people that I've been meaning to get on and then I've just never done it in all of the busyness of everything. So, yeah, and I was um,
1: thinking, I was feeling like, haven't I been on this show before?
0: What, th- like, this is exactly it. That was the same show. joke uh, we made <laughs> when we got uh, when we got back from GDC with Ninja Six One Four when he joined the show, and we had our we had pre pre recorded all of the stuff we had on the Arcanist and Necrom and everything like that, and then we just held the episode until Vegas so that we could release it. Yeah, and we'd just be like. Immediately out upon the NDA being lifted, and it was funny because, like, Ninja has been a friend of the show since long before I was a co host. (laughs) And we, you know, we just a lot of times when we record at night, he's one of the few people that's on that late, been friends with him forever. And I was like, Have you never been on Tales? He's like, No, in eight years, I've never been on Tales. I was like, (laughs) How is this even possible? (laughs) So Yeah, it was just, this was, this was just, uh, you know, it was just the right time for this to happen. So super, super appreciate you joining. Um, yeah, anytime. As for the show itself, you can follow everything we do over at TalesOfTamrielPodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media and content. Be sure to check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash the UESP if you want to help support the show and earn awesome Elder Scrolls-themed rewards. You can also consider leaving us a five-star review on either iTunes or Spotify so that people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes they matter. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will see you all next time, everybody. Bye.
2: When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel and the heart was heard to shout Red Diamond, Red Diamond the heart and soul of men, red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on Sear it fell, and like a dart shot to its mark down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong Then wild elves cut and polished it down to Chimel at ball Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end when elves lost learned to men, Akatosh gave the stone To Saint Elish in token of her eye to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.